1: v show with bob valvano is now right here on espn 680 and 1057
3: v show rolling along here on a we want to know wednesday on espn 680 1057 i'm trying to pick the right valentine's gift um, right now that's currently what i'm doing because i got a uh, very nice tweet i have to put out there we go that's a good one um it has Pooh Bear on it there you go um like that Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with Pooh Bear. You can't go wrong with Pooh Bear. Where, Where do you stand on the little Valentine's Day hearts? You know what I'm talking about? Like the little chalky ones. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. With the with the messages?
0: Yeah, it's like be mine. Yeah, that's fine. I'm Love not you. Eat so. Those. Yeah, okay. Like, Since I was a kid, I just no. It's I don't. Like you said, it's chalky. It's not my. It's not my cup of tea. Sweet tarts were never my cup of tea. Those things were never my cup of tea. See,
3: like I like sweet tarts, but those aren't really sweet tarts. They're not. they like they're, if they were right. sweet tarts, I'd like bland. them more.
0: They're much more bland. Yeah, they're chalky. I yeah, don't hate I,
3: them, but they're not my favorite. No, I'm I'm not a fan. What of do you like better? Those are candy corn? An, an equally candy divisive. Ho- I like candy. Holiday I, I'm candy. fine
0: with candy corn. I'm not gonna like go out of my way to have candy corn, but I'm,
3: I'm I like candy corn. I think I might have to put that up as a Bat River st- uh, Twitter poll. Uh, you know what? What candy do you like better? Just d- divisive holiday candies. Peeps. Peeps is another one. Pro Peeps or anti Peeps? Peeps are fine. Just give me. But I,
0: I'd rather just have a marshmallow in another type of form. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. Have you ever had a Malamor? Uh, no, but I've heard of them, your and they are. Gonna, intriguing. Your dad's going to know about those. That's a New York. That's a New York. Thing, yeah, right? it's, yeah, it's it's kind of like a s'mores type of cookie. It's a New York. It's Nabisco, but it's a New York yeah. cookie.
3: I think I actually have had those. You know, it's yeah, like those the are graham with the chocolate. Chocolate. In it. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No, it's yeah. like chocolate covered with marshmallow uh-huh. and graham in it. Yeah. No, yeah. that's a good cookie. No, uh, no, it's not. You don't like it? It's a great. cookie. Oh, uh, there it is. You got me. You got me with you that. There yeah. you go. See, I get you. I like s'more things except the s'mores themselves. S'mores themselves get sticky, and I usually burn the marshmallow. But every other type of s'more, mm-hmm. s'more uh, Pop-Tarts, love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, cheesecake love them. S'more cheesecake, love it. S'more cereal, my favorite cereal on the market besides maybe original Oreo O's. But s'mores themselves... Take it away. I usually get very sticky. Um, another man that's usually very sticky. Uh, our okay. man Eric Crawford of WDRB joins us right now. Eric, was that the worst segue ever?
0: That was what kind of introduction was that for
1: for uh, our man Eric Crawford?
3: I, I don't know. I just I was trying to think of a way to bring him in. And so, are are you currently sticky, Eric?
1: I have not been in like a Gatorade bath or anything like that. So, uh, no, I am not. But, uh, but we'll just take it as. Uh, the general media challenge always of segueing from one thing to
3: the next. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. I appreciate that. Speaking of Gatorade, the winning Gatorade for the Super Bowl was purple, um, which is actually my favorite flavor of Gatorade. And I meant to bet it, I didn't, unfortunately. And of course, it, it comes in. But did you uh did you have a lucrative Super Bowl? What were your takeaways from it?
1: Well, I I had some takeaways. I didn't get any money down on it, and I don't know if I'd have won if I had. I, I think I was, the only thing I was convinced was take the under, but I, you know, Patrick Mahomes is is, is who he is. is the best quarterback, uh, best quarterback of this newer generation, and uh, we're going to get to see just how good he can he can rise up to be. But that's what happens in those biggest games. Your best players have to play their best, and they don't always. But uh, but he's managed to, and that's something you have to appreciate about him.
3: He fails to disappoint. He is amazing. That's a good way to put it. That's a very good way to put it. Um, Someone that doesn't fail to disappoint um, is official sometimes. And uh, the Louisville women's team uh, took one in the shorts um, a couple of nights ago against Syracuse. Jeff Walls was vocal about it and got handed a pretty hefty fine. Uh, What were your thoughts on the call, on Walls' reaction, and uh, the NCAA obviously making an example of him?
1: Well, or the ACC made the example, but uh, right, you know sorry. he knew the fine was coming. Uh, I, everybody knew the fine was coming. I, I was glad he didn't get worse than that—that that they didn't suspend him or something because he—he he didn't uh, pull any punches in his comments. But uh, the the bottom line is that you know it's it's never called that way, you know. And I, and you can—I've had people you know look at that call. And compare it to like all the intentional fouls at the end of the Louisville game against Notre Dame, which were just common fouls, um, you know, and that it's just it, that it's the official's discretion. Well, that's that's a pretty flimsy line to hang that on when a game against two top twenty-five teams that could impact the team's ability to be a top sixteen seed in in the NCAA tournament comes about. And I think he's just there's just so many things that have been so blatant in their games, and it's not just Louisville. It's across it. It's across the spectrum of women's basketball that, you know, he's this is not new. He's been asking for years, let's let's improve the quality. Let's do what we have to do, put the money into it, training, do whatever we have to do, but nothing ever changes, and, and he just keeps getting fined, and I don't know what he's paid lifetime fines and, and fines and suspensions and whatever for saying things, but he he does speak his mind, and for that I respect him because most coaches will not.
3: Oh, absolutely! Now, do you think that there needs to be um, some form of public accountability, whether it be um, statements from uh, the, the conference, from the official themselves, a post-game press conference? Um, do you think something needs to change in that regard?
1: Uh, I'd like to see it. I think it would be a you know, I think. Some of the most uh, well-attended sessions at these conference media days when the director official gets up and has his clicker and pointer and explains things and why they're called, and it's educational. It's, it's part of the game, and I think that's, that's big. I think if you look at FIFA, you see officials have to answer questions sometimes, if not of, of journalists and of the league um, and, and of the teams we know this, there's this process. Coaches submit their questions and leagues respond. I don't know why that has to be private or, or right. all of it. I don't, you know, but it's like, uh, you know, everybody in the game can be second-guessed, and officials can be second-guessed kind of in this under-the-table way but not in an official way. And, and So that's it. I, I do think, and in general, you know, I don't like to write about officiating because for every missed call that benefits one team I can write about, there was another missed call in the game You know, that I could write about, or I could write about what the team could have done to not have put itself in that position. But, you know, nobody's perfect the refs, the teams, the players, the coaches. And when you're in that position, and this kind of mistake was made, that just, it's not the wrong call. I mean, they were fouling intentionally, like everybody does in that situation. Right. It was just a divergence from common practice. And uh, I guess that it, it comes down to a difference of opinion as to whether. Walls thought it was enough of a divergence, or this one official thought it was enough of a divergence from common practice to basically give one team the game. And that that's what it came down to.
3: Well, I mean, it, it was one of those things where it was just, I mean, it was, it was the example of following it to the letter of the law, not the, you know, the spirit of the law, for sure. And it just, uh, it, yeah, it was very unfortunate. Do you think, though, if that because uh, I I think I look at it from two, two points Eric on one hand I feel like just like you said um, everyone else is scrutinized a million times about decisions that are made in the games the players the coaches uh, even ownership sometimes um, FIFA Uh, is very um, pro-accountability with the officials and everything like that. But other times, I feel like the only thing that's really going to be gleaned from it is getting a pound of flesh. I mean, what else is the person going to say? Yeah, I missed it. Or, I mean, you can maybe have them elaborate on what they saw, why they missed it, or why they interpreted it. But I feel like a lot of times, it's just to tar and feather feather the officials. Sometimes, no matter what we say about it, no matter how we try to couch it as some form of accountability. Sometimes, I feel like it's going to be deciphered as that and if that's the case do you feel like if that were a course that we were to take that officiating I mean officials would be more scared to make calls
1: well I, it would certainly uh, lead to a lot more focus on what you're doing when you're when when you know you're going to have to stand there and answer questions about it um, there's no question uh, does it mean they used that they already are afraid to make calls most of the calls that sway games and those late-game late, late game situations are called that are not made. Right, uh, Not all that often that it's, that it's a whistle blown. Uh, this was an obvious foul, and it was going to be a foul. And I'll say this to the official that made the call, uh, she didn't hesitate. It was an intentional foul from the start. Boom. It immediately raised both hands above her head, you know, in that cross fashion. And right. no thought, hey, let's make this intentional, too. Um, I just that's i think people would like to know explanations like refs are taught now they're taught to wait to see whether the ball goes through the basket before they blow the whistle uh, because sometimes if it goes through the basket they won't blow the whistle well it's either a foul or it's not and and you know they're like the defense whether whether the defense an advantage by that contact is determined by whether the ball goes through the basket well that that doesn't make any sense. They, right? You, know, you can still gain advantage, and the offense still makes a shot. I just think the more people know about how calls are made and why, the better off you know the better off game will be. And I think that's part of it. Right now, all people can do is yell and yell and yell, and there's never anything come back except for you know some people who have been in the officiating who will talk back to you and explain things. Uh, I had An official tell me that, well, the, the call on Olivia Cochran, the player, was heading toward the basket. And she impeded it as she started to go for the basket. That's different than just fouling somebody in the backcourt. Well, to me, fouling somebody in the backcourt is more intentional than than fouling someone to go to the basket because you're trying to make a, by definition, defensive play. Exactly, right. Stopping right. Somebody. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. But they have – they do have – they are trained in this, and if they would just explain their training a little bit, but to get mad at people – who don't understand that training because they never had it explained to them? Because nobody's ever told them, and officials won't talk after games to, or any time to talk about it. It just doesn't. You know, you can't have all. You can't have it your way all the time. But that's what leagues and officials course, want
3: to do no I do I do think that there could be some positives to having you know the officials meet with the, with the media afterwards for all the reasons you just said talking about you know uh, I, I mean I, I enjoy it when I'm watching NFL games and Gene Steratore comes on to clarify a rule or something like that. I mean education can be fun, and I definitely think that you know that would behoove the officials a little bit i just there's times when I feel well, like people just NFL want to pound a flesh
1: yeah yeah there's a reason the NFL and networks do that and that's that's to kind of educate people and when a call is wrong to have someone who is they' not anybody official but they have been in the past to say yeah I, I didn't like I didn't like that one I wouldn't have called that one that way you know the subjective nature of it but at least it's an acknowledgement that yeah this could this could go either way and i I don't have any sympathy for you know, being able to go back later in slow motion and say, this was bad, this was bad, when in real time we all saw the same thing. I, I don't think that, but this this is just a an interpretation of a situation that is done one way 97% of the time in college basketball and, and 3% of the time it's done another way, and you're not given any real explanation except the ref wanted to call it
3: that way. Right. Right, Eric Crawford of WDRB uh, at Eric Crawford on Twitter. If you want to give him a follow, shifting to the men's side a little bit. Last night, UK riding the ship, getting the job done, seventy-five sixty-three over Ole Miss. Uh, I mean, just an absolutely lights-out performance from Uganda on Venso, having uh, ten, you know ten blocks, making a historic night in Rupp Arena. Uh, have the Cats righted the ship enough defensively for you to have any more confidence in them making a run this March?
1: Well, I haven't lost a ton of confidence in their ability to make a run in March, but I don't know what we can tell from one game, you know, what they've done defensively. I mean, Louisville looked good for a half defensively against Georgia Tech and then didn't have any much defense in the game last night. So, I mean, Kentucky did a couple things better. I thought they they pressured the ball a little better. and if yeah. That's a big thing for them. If they'll pressure the ball, I, Ole Miss went 5 of 22 from three-point range. They're a better three-point shooting team than that, I think. They got good looks. It's not that they didn't get good looks. They moved the ball well. They attacked. They did a good job. They just didn't make their looks. But I just wonder if Kentucky didn't, and, and this is why Cal talks about, let's just get 10% better defensively if they weren't just enough better to just speed up Ole Miss just a fraction of a step. And that's when you start to see teams that usually make shots miss them. They're moving just a little faster. They're they're squaring up, going up just a little faster than they usually do. And sometimes that's enough. That, that can lead you into a bad shooting night, and that's defense. Um, I don't know if it was that or just Ole Miss missing. And we're we're going to find out because – and the other thing is Ole Miss didn't really have anybody inside of, like the quality, the seasoning, and the toughness of Gonzaga, which just did whatever it wanted to around the rim. Uh, the, the, you know, Ole Miss doesn't have that. So, uh, you know, and Yenzo's blocking shots all over the place. But I do think they did a better job of creating pressure on the outside and forcing people in to come in and bring it in and try and challenge them. Yenzo, and he played a really good game.
3: No, uh, it was a great performance from the front court, especially on Yenzo. He was terrific. Uh, they held the, the Rebels to under 40% shooting. Um, do you have a prediction this weekend? I mean, massive road test against number 13, Auburn. Uh, do you think this momentum carries? Uh, I mean, the Cats are fully healthy. How much of an impact do you think well, that has on this, too?
1: They are. They were healthy for about a half, and then Trey Mitchell. Oh, that's a out. good
3: point. I forgot about the Trey Mitchell injury, yeah. Yeah,
1: so. And and he is a huge loss. They 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 have to have him uh, because I think when he's in there and he's playing well, he's calming. He gets rebounds. He, he does things that he's supposed to do. It, it really changes changes things. And he can step out and make threes. So you know your other guys are then get a little more daylight to shoot threes. So he, he's a very important. I, I don't. I'll be. I'm not looking for them to win at Auburn. Um, Auburn, I think, has won six out of seven against them there. uh, Six of the last seven. I could be wrong on that stat, but but they're hard to beat there, and they're hard to beat there in a really big game. And uh, this is a statement game for Auburn. Now, Kentucky's got just all the talent you want, and Auburn will get up and down with them, and that's what Kentucky likes to do. But Auburn is also extremely athletic and extremely physical, and... Kentucky's going to have to
3: respond to that and they, they need Trey Mitchell in that game. Absolutely staying in injuries but shifting to the UFL side uh, Sky Clark out for the cards with a rib injury it was certainly a game that I feel like his presence was felt when they uh, had to bench Tyler Johnson in the second half um, they feel like they could have used him especially at that moment when uh, BC went on a run but how big of an impact does he um, have on the cards being out
1: well you're you're getting into the situation where you know anybody they lose is a huge impact, right uh, because everybody left is pretty much contributor Geanoichch, uh, who they didn't get to use last night, maybe less so, but even he he would help uh, from a minute standpoint. but you saw it when when Tyler Johnson goes to the bench, there's nobody to bring in for him and and there wasn't a whole lot to bring in for for him before, but but uh, they need they need all those guys uh, that group. That group is good. Mike James, the three freshmen, Kyler Johnson, or the three freshmen and the two transfers—you uh, know, three if you include Brand, huntley Hatfield—they need that group. Yeah. And That's a group, honestly. If you know, let's let's—I know that you know—we're all talking hypotheticals at this point. But if they were to finish well and Payne come back for another year, if he kept those guys, what is it, six guys or whatever, and brought in another five good guys they'd have as much talent as they have had in a while.
3: Yeah, so, that's I mean, true.
1: They they would have uh, pretty good talent and guys are seasoned and all that, so What how they play. But honestly, the, the, their defense is just, uh, you know, and at some point, it, you know, you start to question, well, can they play the kind of defense they need to over 40 minutes with seven guys? But they haven't played it with however many number they've had all season. So you start, it's not just a depth issue. There's something else going on but they're like Kentucky they they've got to find a way to get some ball pressure. Uh, they got to make you have to make somebody uncomfortable in some way. You have to find a way. And if you can't do it playing your man to man switching and all that, you got to do a zone and figure out a way to trap or get pressure on the ball out of the zone. And uh, you're going to give up something at this point with your numbers where they are, but you you just have to determine that you're going to Dictate how the offense plays and let them instead of just letting them do whatever they want to
3: do. Uh, good point. Eric Crawford of WDRB.com at Eric Crawford on Twitter if you want to give him a follow. Um, talking hypotheticals, um, I don't like having to talk about this, but. Um, it is news of the day, and I feel like um, people would want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, we'll start with on a more positive note. Uh, Carter Knox, um, one of the top players in uh, next year's class, signs with Adidas. A lot of people saying that's a positive sign for Louisville, who is in Adidas school, obviously. Would a player of Knox's caliber, um, a top 20 player in the class, five-star player, um, 247 has him, uh, their composite ranking has him as the 18th player nationally, would a player like that signing with Kenny Payne be enough to sway the chances of a third year?
1: I don't know. I think it would take a couple, you know, I think it would have to it, no one player. I always say no one game is gonna determine his fate. I don't think any one player is going to determine his fate unless it's a next you know, and and he could be a next level type guy, but I you know, unless it's a you know, top five NBA draft type of guy, which he might end up beating, but we just don't know. Right. Uh but but yeah, the, I at the recruiting if you're asking is recruiting a factor? Yeah, it's a factor. And I think I think Carter Knox has got probably come to Louisville if Kenny Payne is back as coach. But right I wouldn't just I wouldn't. Uh, I would not go on that assumption. If I'm, oh, I, I'd need. You know, it'd have to be more than just. You know, private word or we think or whatever. He'd have to come out and commit and say, "I'm coming." As long as Kenny Payne's coach, if he says that, you know, then it, is it a Jimmy Chitwood type of moment, like in Hoosiers? You know, I'm playing. He stays. I play. Type situation. Um and, and would he be another I I don't know. But uh, that would be uh certainly something that people would have to consider. Because however well they finish the year, the recruiting is all they're gonna have to sell for people for next year. Good point. You know, what are they gonna sell? I mean, I know people are and, and, and should be that these guys have gotten better, but there's other big areas of the game where they haven't gotten better. And uh you've gotta have something to sell and it it's gotta be pretty significant to overcome all the negativity that people have ingested. So uh but recruiting's a factor, and Carter Knox could be you know, could be an important piece.
3: Eric Crawford of WDRB joining us. Um this the one last question to ask, um it's just because it's topic de jour. Uh Trilly Donovan, um, the Twitter personality that uh is a college basketball insider in his Discord said that Eric Musselman to U was a done deal. Um of course there's a lot of speculation uh, <laughs> with the internet. Um we still have a coach. I, I don't like doing coaching search talk, but it is a topic de jour. Uh if that were the case if he were to be the coach, do you think he'd be a good fit for U of L?
1: Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know him very well. I think there are certain aspects of him that people like—the guy who's brash and willing to go out and do crazy stuff. But I don't know, you know, what he. You know, I, I just don't know his level of involvement in the fan base at Arkansas. And frankly, he hasn't really won at a really high level at Arkansas. You're bringing in a guy who's not been to a Final Four. Um, you know, so I, I don't know how much of a fit he is. I think, I think if he were the guy that everybody would rally around him and, uh, and he would have a, a chance to come out and start good. And I think he would, he would go out and get players. Cause that's one thing he's proven he can do wherever he goes. But, uh, again, you're betting a little bit on, on an unknown with him. So, uh, which they've just done with Kenny Payne and they didn't necessarily do that with Chris Mack, but again, Mack had not ever been to a Final Four either. I've uh, been driven elite eight and and done that. So uh I'm always wary of done deals because I don't you know, I don't know if the deal is done with with Kenny Payne yet either. So, you know, I, I do think that there are agents and people out there that want that message out there sometimes and muscle and season in Arkansas hadn't been the best so maybe they just want some you just never know whether it's somebody who really has news or somebody who wants news out there for some other reason uh, just to kind of churn up the conversation and to create what we call it discord that's what it is that's what discord does it kind of it it creates a a conversation to prevent conversation from happening somewhere else so I don't put a lot of stock in stuff uh, but if he were the guy, I think people would rally around him, and he'd have a shot to be successful here.
3: Eric Crawford of WDRB always appreciate the time, Eric. Thank you so much, and a happy Valentine's Day to you. Oh, by the way, do you like the little? Do you like the little hearts? Where do you stand on the no, hearts?
1: I'm not a big fan of little hearts. Anything that is like pure sugar, I don't. I can't do.
3: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for the time, Eric Crawford. Happy, right. happy Valentine's thanks. Day. All right. Eric Crawford, WDRB.com, joining us. Follow his great work there, along with his compatriots, Rick Bozich and company, uh, at WDRB.com. Give him a follow, at Eric Crawford, on Twitter, or X, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we will take a bottom-of-the-hour break here. Four three seven nine six eight zero UPS Jobs text line is the best way to get a hold of the show. We'll work in some of your texts on the other side. The fabulous one, Phil Baker, will tag in. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, Carter Knox. And uh, yeah, we, uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. So, um, 2 o'clock or 2.15, Mark Story will join to talk some UK. You're listening to the V Show. It's a We Want to Know Wednesday on ESPN 680 1057. <laughs>
1: be a part of the show. Text Bobby V on the UPS Jobs text
3: line at 437-968. show rolling along here on a We Want to Know Wednesday. A happy Valentine's Day to all of you out there as I'm putting up the Twitter poll. um, What is the most divisive holiday candy? Candy corn, Valentine's hearts, Easter peeps, and I need a fourth one. Pringles, what do you got for me? What, what What's a divisive Easter candy? Or uh, just a divisive holiday candy? Candy corn, Valentine hearts, Easter peeps. I need one more. Oh, wait. We can double down. I was thinking a about... a Christmas one that I'm forgetting right now. I'm trying to think. Hold on. Give me a thought. Give me a Oh, moment. wait. Like the, those gumdrop thingies? Yeah. Like the spiced gumdrops? I think it, yeah, that. Christmas gumdrops. All right. I like that. That's going up at Nikki Vespin on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, yeah, so there you go. That is going up there uh, at Nikki Vespin. Give us a vote on that one. Four three seven nine six eighty UPS Jobs text line is the best way to be part of the show. Uh, very pleased to be joined by my man, the fabulous one, Phil Baker, who joins me in studio now. Hi. Happy Valentine's Day Phil. Happy did,
2: Valentine's Day to you as well.
3: Did you and your sweet baboo uh
2: exchange did you call gifts? Her Babu?
3: No, sweet baboon. No, I just no, yeah, you called saying. her a
2: baboon. And I was like, "Well, that's interesting. Uh, you've met Lauren a couple times." But that's not, <laughs> she's, I'm, I'm kidding. She's right incredibly there. No, lovely. No no, 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 I'm kidding. Uh, what did you say? Did we exchange? Yeah. Gifts? Did
3: you guys do? What did you guys do for for Valentine's uh, Day? So we had a
2: doctor's appointment. Uh, we're in the final stretch for uh, baby number dos. Uh, nice. So had to do that uh, and had breakfast this morning, which uh, I need to talk to you about something off the air, which I. So yeah, so that was some good stuff there. But then it was one of those things like. Thinking breakfast would just be enough Right? Uh, she was like oh yeah I got you something That should be here on Friday and I'm like oh Need yeah. to work on something Then
3: oh yeah, yeah. no I, I totally Had the same thing my gift I was hoping Was going to be delivered ear- earlier I did it last minute mm. um, But shocker Yeah shocker but it is going to be delivered Today but I wanted I love Jeanette so much there's a million Reasons I love her and one of the reasons is She gets like geeked for holidays She's a little bit tiny bit, kind of, sort of, like, um, who's the character? Amy Poehler's character on Parks and Rec oh. that has, like, uh, a million um, gallantines. Leslie Nope, yeah. She's a little bit like Leslie Nope. just does a million things for a million different people and goes a million miles an hour. And so she stayed up last night as I was leaving the restaurant. Great fat Tuesday, by the way. Shout out my crew at Lulu on uh, Market um, and shout out all the people that swung by. We had a lot of fun over there. But it was a late night, and I was planning on surprising her and getting her like some flowers so she could wake up and have a Valentine's Day thing. And she gets geeked out for that, right? She but, gets geeked okay. out for that, but she stayed up. And so she's like, are you are going to be home soon? Are you going to be home soon? I got you something. And I'm like, it's midnight. She's like, it's Valentine's Day. And I'm like, son of a... Because I didn't have my time to get my last minute... Flowers, and that's the other thing. Now, in my defense, you it, should make it like February fifteenth, just so you could get all the discounted flowers. Like well, your Valentine's. But day. I want to. Like, the thing is, though, like it's hard unless you use one eight hundred flowers, who decided not to be a sponsor this year, or Pro Flowers. Uh, who do Who do we use? Pro Flowers. Yeah, it's a it was weird one of them ad given, results. Yeah. yeah, it was one of them ad results companies. Um, you know, I, it's tough to buy flowers ahead of time. You got to get a day of, or or order it online. And I didn't order it online, and so I was trying to like go to like a twenty four hour Kroger or something like that and get. I was hoping I could beat the rush. And get the flowers And then she'd wake up And there'd be a nice bouquet there But she stayed up And she's like Are you going to be home soon So I threw, went home Threw a wrench into everything Threw a wrench into everything It's my fault I know it's my fault But yesterday I truly had a busy day Show Doctor's appointment Then working at the restaurant I didn't have a minute To go get flowers And I'm mad at myself Because so, she deserves flowers She's a wonderful girl, girlfriend I love her But so She got me underwear Um and a bartending set. She got me like the best like Valentine's Day gifts ever, and I have something coming for her. It's a it's a makeup thing. Um, you know, hopefully she's not listening. Double entendre. Yeah, how you doing? Um, I got that coming for her, but it's like she she won Valentine's Day again, and unless I propose, which I mean I can really only go to that well probably once. Like there's no way I can win Valentine's Day. She always wins Valentine's it'd Day. Be, it'd be hard to repeat that gift. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, 2 years in a row I'm it, dropping on honey. back-to-back champs. Yeah, back right. to back yeah but, so what
2: outside of flowers is there anything else
3: like you're thinking now that you you know what she's gotten you? Well, I want I just I wanted to give her like I was going to get her the, the the makeup thing that she likes. That was like going to be like the the tangible present. Okay. And then the other stuff would be fluff. But it would be, like, candy. Like, I I wanted to get a balloon and the flowers and maybe some candies. She works. She's working from home this week and just decorate her little area so she would walk in. And they'd be like, oh, hey, Valentine's Day, you know. So, now, all that stuff, that's the icing. The cake would be the, the actual gift. You know what I'm saying? But I couldn't even get the damn icing. And I'm mad at myself. And I'm trying to think, like, now I'm with you. Like... Do I try when we actually do our Valentine's Day dinner and everything because I'm working at the restaurant tonight, which was agreed upon when we actually when I actually take her out do I try to get a better gift because I feel like I feel like she on a scale of one to ten did it like a nine or ten and I did like a six so I gotta do something that yeah. you know, makes up See, the makes up the difference
2: lauren and i we we both did the <laughs> We both did the restaurant thing when we were in college. So it was always like this weird thing. Like we enjoyed it, but we were just kind of like, we're seriously good if we don't get each other anything. To the right. point where But it's like What are those things Is this a
3: test Is this something where You're saying that Well those... she always does that yeah. She does the whole Like we don't have to get everything And then she gets so excited She's like Oh I just had to get you something And I'm like And I know this Like this is where It's not like her fault You know doing some crazy Backwards girl logic I know this I've been in this relationship For four years Like going on five I should know By this time That when she says We're not doing anything For Valentine's Day We're doing, doing something Something. something yes. Something Doesn't have to be big Big, but we're doing something for Valentine's Day. And for the, like the third straight year, I am batting 250 in this relationship when it comes to handling Valentine's Days. And that's not good. Yeah. I've got to y- step my y- game you need up. To,
2: yeah. You need to just kind of talk to some of her friends. that outside of, I know you're kind of in that odd spot of. Ring shopping and things like that, uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, But those are some things, uh, yeah, not to put that out on blast, but yeah, you you need to talk to some of her friends. Shout out Genesis. What are some of the things that you could do in order to,
3: you know, what's something she needs? Yeah, that's the thing. And so like, but that's the thing. She's like, she's tough to buy it for because she just Amazons everything. You know, if she sees something she likes, she's a girl in that regard. You know, not to not to be genderist or whatever like that. I'm not trying to sexist. Thank you, um, <laughs> thank you, Pringles. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to be sexist, but uh, she does. She'll just buy something. So the best like thing I can do is just break down the box that she got the Amazon gift in and recycle it and keep the living room or the foyer clean. Like she just she beats me to the punch. I really need to. I need to break this cycle of bad gift giving with her.
2: So you just did a wonderful deep. Deep dive relationship, and I'm sure the text line's coming down, 437-9680 uh, to give you advice on how to do this. Or to make fun of me, which uh, is Probably, fine. but as, I, I just want to paint the picture for the listeners out there. As you are giving this impassioned like asking and seeking for help and I'm trying to nudge you it's like, ah, you know, you can do this or that and everything, then Tanner interjects with this Jason Anderson's co-host on Twitter. This is the first thing I see when I open up Twitter. Okay, you ready for okay. this? It's the Chiefs Parade Day out there. Nothing screams Valentine's like this. Joshua Briscoe has a photo that's Jason's co-host on The Zone out in Kansas City, as well as their chief uh, post-game show on 810. Willie Gay is running down the street shirtless with his shoes and a bottle of Hennessy, (laughs) and he has passed out in the middle of the street, it looks like. And it (laughs) literally— It just refreshed. It just refreshed. Oh, no! Uh, As you were giving that great speech— Here. As you were giving that great speech, I just see that. (laughs) This is why we need videos. This is
3: why we need video. Uh,
2: Go to to J. Briscoe on uh, J.B. Briscoe on Twitter. So there you go. Zooming on his face. He's just, it looks like he's giggling on the ground. Yeah, (laughs) that is. So as you were talking about what you could get for Judette, I just see a large NFL player in the middle of the street uh, with fans barricaded behind gates looking like they were concerned for his well-being. And uh, he just has a bottle of Hennessy next to him. Boy, it's funny the stigmas that professional athletes get and, and you know if you were doing that in the middle of the day and everything people would think like you're on something but that's deemed
3: as eh, super bowl party yeah right right i feel like championship parades are the one time a athlete like an athlete really gets to completely shed their skin oh yeah and like short of like committing like a felony they're not going to be judged for it. Like Corey Crawford had one of the greatest oh, drunken speeches ever uh, when the Blackhawks won the uh, the Stanley Cup. I mean, Jason Kelsey dressed as the what, what whatever his name was and singing the no one likes us, no one likes us, you know, singing that song. I mean, all the people drunk. Tom Brady just hucking the Lombardi trophy from boat to boat. I mean, you could basically get away with any bit of debauchery as long as you're not committing felonies. It's derby rules is what it is where oh, yeah. you know I mean, misdemeanors like be yeah, like, yeah, That's fine. Public, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. My
2: my, the seventeen-year-old to like twenty-one-year-old uh, time in my life, there would be some disagreements on uh, what is deemed acceptable and not acceptable uh, <laughs> out there. But yes, it's uh, some fun stuff. Uh, Sofro texted the personal bad phone and saying, "Did Jeanette get Bob a new pair of underwear too, so they can swap off?" <laughs> that's inside baseball. That right is. There. That's that's well done, Sofro.
3: Well done, Sofro. That's that's excellent. Excellent, excellent. That's an excellent chirp. That's oh, good chirping right man. there. Well, texter said, the texter said that. By the way, this is a tremendous show, and we need video, and because they want to see the interns' faces, and they want to see our faces. Oh, okay. They want to see. They want to see us talking um, about and reacting to news. So we will. We will effort that. And in the meantime, uh, that you will help us out. Help maybe bolster those efforts and maybe put some pressure on them for well,
2: us like and subscribe uh, on youtube espn louisville look I, we're, we're trying to do some things so far as being a great teammate on some of these things trying to get some of these things off the ground whenever there's any sort of uh you know conflict and whatnot by the way i got an inside baseball story as text lines
3: Oh, like i can on only imagine right so now.
2: those that have listened to the station for long periods of time will thoroughly enjoy this and no i'm not going to say what the pitcher andy sent i'm going to show you oh i saw well, it i saw it Okay. Awesome. You know the beauty of this, though? What? This is how you know Andy Sweeney is a freaking machine. Okay? He sends me stuff from, while he's on the air. Sorry about trying to get you in trouble. Maybe you're at a break, Andy. Uh, he had Woj on this morning in preparation for the Sweeney All-Star got Woj? Game. They had Woj. They had Adam Fantastic. Silver. They had Kesty. Uh, it's in preparation for the All-Star Game. He sends this to me. The timeline lines up while he's... While he's interviewing Woj, Woj, that's how you know he's a machine. And I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I'm sure you'll oh, see. Oh no, I, I got it well, too. I got it too. I'm talking about yeah. for the basses because we're just doing a show for the two of us right now.
3: Yeah, this is why we need video so people could see our, our our screens is where Cal Gill's Facebook page. But uh, there's something that I mean, he is a machine. Oh yeah, the fact he would see that while interviewing Woj. an A an A list <laughs> NBA guest. and he
2: thinks of me. A, yeah, and right. Sends
3: that. Wait, when did I get it? I got it. I'm wondering when he sent it to me. All right, I got it at the start of the show. Okay, so I mean, maybe it was, early, I don't know. Which, which is good work out of Andy because he knew I was up yes. at that point. <laughs> like, that's that, yeah, that's fair.
2: Oh, boy. But, no, that the good stuff with EC earlier, and I'm sure there's some uh, smut on the text line uh, reacting to you and all your um, Valentine's Day tips.
3: Yeah, this texter, uh, let's see here. Tremendous radio show, like its teammate radio shows, need a live video capability so we can see a replay of that horrible U of L women's basketball call, and so we can see the radio personalities. And they are also a big fan of Mark Few as uh, the future coach of. Um L basketball uh text line four three seven nine six eighty ubs jobs text line four years proposed already dude all right janet must be listening uh i know this is off nick's brand but try planning ahead next time yeah fair enough four three seven nine six eighty get the ring brother Good, yeah, probably good advice. Um, maybe we already have. Um, Your young dude, keep the bar low as long as you can. Um, this texter says, <laughs> uh, "This texter says you can't tease us like that." What did Andy said? Uh, we already mentioned it. Um, that texter also said, um, "Picture
2: of Fred Calgill at Valentine's Day." I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, there you go. Val- it's a, for Val- C. We love Freddie C. Valentine's Day
3: at the Cowgills. There you go. <laughs> So, uh, maybe it's in, in sync with Valentine's Day with the McLeans. I don't know. You know hey. Mears? <laughs> uh, this texture says, Golden Retriever Puppy. That would be a wonderful gift, except we have an Akita that would kill that thing, um, unfortunately. But, no. Golden Retrievers, typical. Jamie has two of them, and they're big and they're perfect. You know, because, of course. You have the because bull in of the china course. shop? Yeah, I've got, I've got the, the rescue Akita that tried to murder a baby, and he's got two... Dogs that look like they belong in a Disney movie. I love my Mika, though. That's actually what Jeanette got me. She got me underwear with our dog on it. (laughs) (laughs) Like an actual photo of the dog. That was really cute. That was fun. Oh, man. Um, sorry. I, I'm sorry. Just, I'm just looking
2: at my, the Twitter thread of just Andy, the debauchery that is in there. The dude is hooked up to the Matrix.
3: Oh, um, 100%. A lot of candies coming down, by the way. The orange and black peanut butter filled Halloween candy. Agreed. That's divisive. Circus peanuts. Agreed. Divisive. Peanut butter Hershey or peppermint Hershey kisses. I actually kind of like those. Um, this guy says, putterscotch candies are the divisive everyday candy. I agree with that. Your thoughts on where do you stand on the Valentine Day hearts before we get back to sports? Uh,
2: Oh, that's a good question. I mean, like... (laughs) I'm not a big candy person. Like if it's out and the the stuff that you bring in, of course right. I'm just like nibbling. I'm a garbage disposal when it comes down yeah, to like same. Reese's, same. Reese's hearts, you know the the Butterfingers, but like the the Peeps and stuff like that, it's never really connected. Like with the Easter stuff, eh? To like candy corn, yeah. Eh. I'm not not there. It's got it's got to be the A list stuff. It's got give me some Reese's or some uh, let's see some of the whoppers. Wild- By the way, it's making Pat McAfee right now. Uh, Willie Gay just passed out.
3: On the- <laughs> just cheesing, just cheesing. That's Happy great. as a clam. Good for him. No, but there's, look. Tomorrow,
2: go to the local Kroger or, or, or dollar store. I, I wonder if it's like after this weekend, because middle of the week, Valentine's Day was tough. I feel like you can still milk it a little bit from the to the end of the week or this weekend. Just say, right. hey, we're doing Valentine's Day. So I right. wonder if they don't milk it uh, and discount it till next week.
3: Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. Because, I mean, Halloween typically... Like 90% of the time, unless it's like Halloween was Thursday and everyone's going to be doing it Saturday or something, most of the time, Halloween candy goes on sale the very next day, typically. But yeah, Yeah, Valentine's Day, that's a good point. They, They might stretch it out a little bit. By the way, most divisive holiday candy poll, candy corn Valentine's Hearts, Easter Peeps, or Christmas Gumdrops. Easter Peeps winning. 46%. Didn't see that coming. Thought Valentine's Hearts would get a better representation uh, than the 12% they have. Candy Corn, 38%. Christmas gum Drops, 4%. So, there you go. Vote on that. At Nikki Vespin on Twitter. All right. Text line says, a Knox commitment doesn't mean he'll actually come. Could be a way to just get Kenny Payne a third year. One of the topics du jour, uh, Carter Knox... Oh, I sent it to rummage
2: rummage and blank as soon as my little Spidey sense went off. You can imagine what that text (laughs) and that Twitter thread looked like. Yes, I sent that off. I I was going to say,
3: this is right in your Ballywick, you know, with the shoes and everything.
2: Uh, I heard you and Eric EC talking about this, and I I always love uh, Eric on here because he brings a very logical approach and level-headedness to kind of the situation with everything. Um Man, like, I've said over and over again, none of us know what the, the deposits determine for Josh Hurd deems for Kenny Payne. Right, uh, Is the deposit getting Carter Knox? Is it a positive? Look, the elephant in the room is the injuries that are still there. Like, I, I know people don't want to hear that. That's how I'm viewing it. I know everyone tells me I'm an idiot, so you're doing it year three. I, it, I think he they should move on. I've said that over and over again. It's right. not good enough, but I do not know what is deemed a deposit. And... Playing well at times, undermanned with injuries, is that taken into account? Like again, it's just dialogue. I know we're in a text thread with Sofro, and this isn't a pick on him. And I guess they talk. I, I heard Strebel and Anna and Louie talking about it a little bit yesterday. But
3: you know, ask it, you it, about that, by the way.
2: It, it's not fear mongering. Like Sofro put it in our thing. It's like, is, is it fear mongering for that? And, and I'm not trying to do. That. I just want to have healthy dialogue because all I've heard that it's it, it's done. Like, it's, it's over. There's no way of coming. I'm not saying all the shows here are saying that, but right. Like I, I feel like it's it's healthy to just be like, none of us know what Josh Hurd is deeming as that. Last night, you saw glimpses of it. It was still a loss. I think that should be a negative deposit. Like, that doesn't count as a deposit. But again, Josh Hurd said he's not into moral
3: victory, so I'm taking it at face value. Right. So, uh, what's and, that mean? He cares about binary, one or zero, wins right. or losses. Right. So,
2: you know, th- th- that's kind of where I'm sitting on that. The Carter Knox stuff with Adidas. I heard Rummich and Chase talking about this in a little bit. Yeah, so did I,
3: and I wanted to talk about what they mentioned.
2: I don't think it matters nearly as much. Uh, One of the guys in that photo is committed to Carolina, and that is a Jordan-Brandon school. Uh, Haley Van Lith, as they brought up, is an Adidas ambassador, but is also LSU, a Nike school. Prominent Nike school. Justin Edwards on Kentucky. He is a New Balance athlete. That is a Nike school. So when you start doing these... I think we're in such uncharted waters with NIL and the shoe partnerships that you can do and everything. A lot of times you can shoehorn your way in a la Sky Sky Clark and being an Adidas athlete at an Adidas school in Louisville. But you've also seen instances where that's not always the case. Anthony Edwards, Georgia was a Nike school. He is now an Adidas athlete. So it it plays a role, but it's not the deciding factor. Uh, I, I know a former Louisville basketball player who's connected the Nike EYBL braid to Bitter with some putting some stuff out there with the eye emojis and what that means, big picture. I mean, like. I don't think – I know people say that you can't be held hostage. I agree with that. I mean, you could be looking at a Trent Flowers thing. But if it's spun to Josh Hurd as, hey, this is what we're building for, as Eric Crawford pointed out, as, as Paul B. And Cardi pointed out yesterday on with us, like these could be factors that lead to this. I, I'm not trying to fear monger. I'm just right. saying none of us know what that looks like to Josh Hurd. And just – I forgot. Maybe it was in his um, – said it the other day, it was just like with on with Louie talking about the ten percent. Like whatever that is in order for him to come back, whatever that is, I, I just don't think it's nothing. Like it's done. Like that's a, that's kind of where I'm at too. Like right. I, I don't think it's a high probability, but I think there's something in which you, you just can't speak When you say it high probability
3: at, you mean Carter Knox coming here you mean no. Kenny Payne getting a year three. Well, I mean,
2: I think both. Like, if, if he gets that like being portrayed to Josh Hurd of presenting evidence of saying, hey, we dealt with a lot of injuries. We're extremely young. Like these things, I don't agree with them at all. I want to say that over and over again. This isn't a fear bug, right. but I'm just trying to bring what Eric Crawford said. They want The board wanted some stability. That's why they didn't fire him after the right. Kentucky game. They wanted, by all counts, he's minus the Cron Davis stuff, doing everything correctly on, you know... The, Keeping the team together, Yeah, like, right. for what he said. So, how much does that matter? And I know we've done this show a lot, but uh, they still lost last night, and I think that should right. be the talking point. It, it's You'd be the greatest guy on the earth. I'm sure there's been tons and tons of coaches that were the salt of the earth. It just didn't work out. And at some what point does that correlate uh, into turning the page into wins? Because that's ultimately all that matters is wins. And I know the Troy Donovan stuff's out there, the Ohio State, and what that means for Louisville big pitcher. we can dive into that, too. I'm sure we will have some fun with that. Uh, some of the reaction to an anonymous text or tweeter, Truly Donovan, who's made a name for himself.
3: Truly Donovan, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, that, that you can get drunk every time uh, we mention him on uh, these airwaves. Um, but yeah, the man seems to be dialed in. Um, but as Eric Crawford said, it was on a Discord, which is 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 a place where it's not necessarily a public um, discussion. Um, you, you know, there's it. He's not presenting it, as Eric Crawford said, it's not exactly um, a medium. Is it public? Yes, but it's also a paid thing. So you're not necessarily putting it out there for the masses. And that's why he said that it's not quite, he he doesn't quite take it um, completely at face value. Justin
2: Sofero said fear-mongering. I just want it to be known because he said, I wonder where you got that fear-mongering line from. I said Justin Sofero. I said, we're in a group message with Justin Sofero. Who you can hear the I big was say? We just get- be at Louisville Plus. Like up, subscribe. Yes, we we said that. He said he missed his line, so okay, okay he missed right, that. Line, but I've I was said that. Say, I was like, That's we credited, we, we credited him. you. Yeah, we credited our boy, our Python. Absolutely. That, there is a bit that I want to do that I've told you about. That a sports radio take thief that I want to have some fun with, and oh, I need God. some help with some imaging. But that could hurt some feelings here. But I, I would uh, die, do a deep dive into this. And either use AI or your creative juices in the little nicks inside <sighs> your head. Yeah, I'm we kind of come leaning come toward something. AI just because I want to see what it would spit out. Not saying you couldn't come up. That could be fun yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah that could be definitely fun uh just i mean that god maybe it will help us make that musical we talked about too. <laughs> do all the work do course. all the work and just completely do it at louisville musical that'd be great no carter knox i mean there's a lot, a lot a lot to talk about i agreed with rummage's point um where he said that i think if he were to commit it's more evident that um kenny stain, as opposed to being the reason kenny stain. Um, I, I agreed with that point where I, I thought that uh, th- that evidence would it, would it would lead to some sort of fact that he's been told, uh, or that, that Kenny Payne's earned that third year, and he's not going anywhere. Uh, hence him coming here, as opposed to Kenny Payne's getting that third year because Carter Knox is coming here. Like Eric Eric said, as good as Carter Knox is, you would need you know two or three of those guys to to really make an impact, but not to fearmonger. And I know you mentioned this, Justice Sofro. Sofro mentioned this too, I believe in our in our little chat. Satterfield one oh. I mean, we we we. Oh no, seen, that that no, that was me. that was your that, that was, that, your was line. that was me. That was your line I'm that kidding. said, "Yeah, I know that was funny." <laughs> no, that, but we've seen what recruiting can do in terms of you know adding a little bit of length
2: on the leash. Man, this feels different, and I know we got to get to break, it. we'll spit some more time on it. But man, it just. <laughs> I don't want to say it's past the point of no return. I know for a lot of people listening, it's out there. But ultimately, this is everything. Like, Josh Hurd has to be the one. Like, we, he's a very just – it's tough to read him. Like, he's done the two interviews with Eric Crawford. But it's tough to get a read, like, what he deems these said deposits. And I know he says it's not about moral victories and everything. And we're just kind of going off blind faith that he's going to do the right thing. Um Okay, like you know that that then then so be it. But until I see it on the bottom line ticker, I get a press release in my inbox. I'm just kind of operating like it ain't over yet.
3: Yeah, no, just, I well, I mean he still is the coach, and I mean they have shown they've they've shown at least the players have that they're not giving up on him. Now, are they winning? No. But and, that, and, that and, and again, I'm not trying to fear monger. I'm not saying, well, they tried so that he deserves year three. But I'm saying that it does show that the players are still bought in. This isn't a Bobby Petrino. Uh, his didn't know la- his, where his last right here didn't know where his office was. Where, where after the Florida State game, you saw a noticeable just wind come out of the sails of the team. That isn't the case with these guys. They're playing as hard, if not harder, um, than they ever have with less tools as people are going down with injuries. So I I you know again not trying to fear but for what it's worth. They haven't they haven't quit yet either so yeah we have to just kind of go with what we know so far there's uh Patrick Mahomes dancing shirtless as well um, eventually and I don't want this to happen because it should be a celebration of excellence but I'm afraid at some point somebody is gonna do something stupid during one of these uh <laughs> like something like they're gonna get arrested and I'm wondering who the first player to get arrested at one of these uh <laughs> these championship um these championship uh, parades. I uh, w- <laughs> wonder which one it's going to be. you got to wonder if it's, I mean, I, uh, you know what I'm saying, Bill? Yeah, no, like, oh, I'm yeah. not trying to hate on it. They deserve to have fun. I love the shenanigans. I love the shenanigans. But I don't hate them at all. It's a dangerous but game. Willie is <laughs> yeah,
2: passed out with a bottle of Hennessy. He's straight up. He's, if, he's, there there, was, if that, that was an old Louisville right now, dude next to a convenience
3: store, he'd probably be arrested. For like three different ways. Open container, public intoxication, possibly public air. Like I mean, it was—it's just one of those things. That's, but it's derby rules, man. Unless you're actively assaulting somebody, you know, you really are going to be held accountable. Which I don't hate. I just don't want these players to to ruin um a great a great a great experience or what should be. That said, I am here for all the shenanigans. No, it, it's I the same thing of am.
2: Travis Kelsey yelling at Andy Reid um, and yelling at him, and it's like you know he has the competitive spirit. He has, hes <laughs> such a competitor versus everyone who's. In their mind about that we got to go to break before he power bombs yeah us on no, the other absolutely side
3: the all right so we'll take a uh, top of the hour break it's the v show it's the fabulous one phil baker nick valvano tanner bernamesso on the ones and twos we're in for bobby v today on the v show on espn 680